everybody, and welcome to Books Unbound, the podcast where we unbind books, specifically this week, one book to get to its heart <laughs> with your hosts, us, Ariel and Raylene. Hello. Welcome to the show, everybody. Hope you're well. Hope you're well. We read the most disturbing <laughs> book of our lives. <laughs> Whoa. Dramatic headline. Say it ain't so, Raylene. Say it ain't so. I mean, it's true. We we spent basically our, not our entire weekend, but we met up every day um, this yeah. past weekend, including today, to read a very interesting, horrible, but good <laughs> book. Mm. I don't know how to, it's going to be an interesting discussion for sure. Yeah. So we're going to hop into that discussion soon. Like we literally just finished the book 15 minutes mm. ago and i'm feeling all sorts of feelings <laughs> um but yeah how's how's other than this book well we'll get back to that mm. how are you doing really good good so another thing i did this weekend was um set up my christmas tree so oh because um, yes. i'm very much in the in the vein of people that's like christmas doesn't start until december because i'm not yeah. like hardcore about christmas um i've just been getting into it a little bit more and more each year like totally. uh, i'm excited to watch some christmas movies i don't know which ones yet but <laughs> i'm getting excited but i haven't i haven't like um dipped my toes into christmas at all yet other than putting up our tree so we also went and bought some lights to put up outside because this is our first Christmas, like after we've been fully settled into this house, um, yeah, and we forgot to get like clips or something to actually hang them up. So oh, sure. we were yeah, like, I've never do? done this before. I don't know how to put up Christmas lights. So we bought lights. Yeah. And then we were, as we were on our way home, I was like, How are we going to put them up? <laughs> I was like, You know what? You're right. I don't know. <laughs> so I need to. Uh, I'm going to deal with that probably after <laughs> we're done recording funny. today. <laughs> so I do really yeah. want to put them up. Um, but yeah. What color go. of lights did you go They're with? actually That's so huge. cool. They're purple, oh. blue, and green. They're just like oh, cool tone, yeah, co that's... like my favorite colors. That's very you and Kyle. Yeah. Like that goes with the vibe Exactly. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't believe it that that was like a, a box of, of lights An that option. already existed. Like yeah. it was just the three colors I like most. And I was like, that sounds nice. Let's do that. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to like, to kind of get into it. One of my neighbors has so many lights on the front of their oh. house like it's it's scary when i come home the at night competition has begun yeah like i just want nice normal <laughs> calm lights but it's kind of funny every time i come home i like that's the first thing i see is just this crazy house like they even have like words written out in lights like it says ho 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 Whoa. on the side of their house i'm like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> it's really intense that's awesome. but wow. it's fun I'm, I'm excited to go big or go home, exactly right? exactly <laughs> i'm looking forward to it that's awesome i love that well i also as you know have had a busy week mm. because um Raylene and I like she said have called every day for the last three days yeah. and so every day Ray's like what's going on and I'll say what's going on and it's just been very hectic very hectic mm. but good it's been good uh, there's I just feel like Christmas time gets so busy it gets it really busy with like all of these different things that people are hosting and the uh, events you want to attend and I went to a thrift market in um Halifax mm. which was really fun it was actually really it was so funny because I have gone to this thrift market I think I'm sure I've even shouted it out mm. here on the podcast before it's called Curio that's the name of like whoever runs the yeah. Curio thrift market or vintage market um and they host it every season and so there's a spring one oh, a wow. summer one that's a fall cool. one and a Christmas one and I just love it there's so many great booths so many great I like I love go I think 
it's either them as well or the same venue does a craft mm. show as well. Yeah. I really enjoyed the craft show. I love going to see what everyone has made. And like I bought my main purse at the craft oh. one because there was an incredible leather maker who just made this beautiful purse. So I was like, cool. really like that. But I like the vintage one more just because like there's a lot of clothing mm -hmm. and I love thrifting for vintage clothing and there's furniture and there's like lighting fixtures. Oh so gosh. it's just like stuff for my house and stuff that I really enjoy. Um, but yeah, they always host it on a weekend. It's a Saturday and a Sunday. And I usually go on the Saturday or maybe, I think I've gone once on a Sunday morning. And I literally think I've gone to like five or six of these now. Oh, I wow. love them. This time, and maybe they've done this before and I just didn't realize, yeah. but this time they were doing a first dibs night the <laughs> night before. Oh my. So on Friday night from five to eight, yeah. You could go and all of the booths were there. All of the people were there hosting their booths, but you had to buy a ticket. So obviously they were trying to like just have a new idea for how yeah. to make money. So you had to buy a ticket, but that ticket came with a drink. Oh. And so it was kind of an expensive ticket. I'm not going to lie. I was on the <laughs> fence about it. It was $25. And I was like, that's very expensive for just any like form get of ticket. In and get just to get in to then spend more money right right yeah. you're like i'm going i'm paying to pay yeah wow <laughs> so i was like okay i've done this thrift market though so many times or this vintage market so many times that I, it would be fun to like try something new mm -hmm. so i go with a friend of mine and we decide to do it so i buy us the tickets and then we show up and we have a drink and i will just say we'd had a drink beforehand as well <laughs> So now we're drinking a half in, walking into the thrift market, nice. and we both looked at each other and we're like, these people are geniuses. <laughs> I've never wanted to spend money so much than being a little tipsy yeah. walking through a vintage fair at 7 p.m. Uh, on a Friday night. Oh, yeah. You're like, are you kidding you're, me? You're a freaking genius. <laughs> and we like almost right away bought something and we were like, okay, we need to have a team meeting. Mm -hmm. We cannot <laughs> spend all of our money here. We have to check each other because yeah. we're both like a little lost. Um, but it ended up being a really fun thing. I would not do this every single time. Yeah. Um, but it was a it felt Christmassy too because it was the Christmas version of the market. Right. And so there's a lot of Chris vintage Christmas de decor mm. out and stuff like that. Um, so it was a silly fun time. It was a silly fun that time. That does sound fun. It was good. I got... Um, a new ring. Mm. I was very excited about that. I got this new shirt that I'm very excited about. Mm -hmm. And I got a new cardigan. That was a steal, you guys. It was $15. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> very exciting. Um, but yeah, so I had a fun weekend. Other things went down as well. Like just another, a friend of mine hosted a a white elephant. Oh, Have yeah. Have you done a white elephant, Raylene? Yeah, that happens in that Christmas movie you love. Oh, God. What is that movie You're called? So, I've already watched it. Happiest <laughs> yeah, season. Happiest season. <laughs> I watched it already. It was great, as always. Um, but you know, Kristen Stewart shouldn't end up with her girlfriend at the end of that movie. Mm. She really should end up with Aubrey Plaza. And if you're wondering what the hell I'm talking about, <laughs> go watch Happiest <laughs> Season. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the white elephant Christmas style party is basically everyone brings one gift. Yeah. 
and it's supposed to be a generally like respected gift like it could like fit anyone, for anyone could take it yeah yeah they're all put in the middle then the first person opens the present up opens a present and then is like yay thank you so much to whoever gave it to me but it's always anonymous mm. like you're not supposed to say anything then the second person can either steal that present or open a new present right. say she opens a second present then the third person can steal from the first or second person so really you want to go last because yeah. you could steal from anyone or just take the last present yeah those um, those parties kind of freak me out or those like that i'm not type gonna of lie to you exchange. really i kind of hate them a it little was bit. very stressful <laughs> the the ladies that i went to this party with were all so friendly there was so much food and merriment and it was like overall a very very lovely time um but the concept I found very stressful and I did, I'd never done it before. So oh, I didn't yeah. know if I would or not, but I was like, first of all, feeling so much fear that people would hate the thing that I bought mm. because, because you're not tailoring it to anyone. Yeah. Right. But, and I'm like, what if someone hates getting a book and nobody else got a, nobody else bought a book. Yeah. Like seeing your item getting traded ev like every single time or something. <laughs> know, that'd be so horrible. <laughs> and so that didn't happen thankfully, but my present was the last one to be opened. Mm. And that made me feel so stressed because i was like they hate it they already hate they don't even know what's in there and yeah. they hate it they don't even know it's mine but they hate it i i messed this up i felt so stressed about oh, that no. and then i and then when they finally it finally did get open the person really liked it so i felt really mm. relieved mm. but it was so stressful and, and that and, but then i also felt like secondhand stress because yeah. i was like what if someone says something mean about somebody else's present oh, no. or like some <laughs> and i'm like you don't know whose feelings you're hurting i was like i am not built for that. yeah I don't I'm like not it. Built for this. I don't like it at all. No, it was a little stressful. I don't think that I would. Um, I don't think I would do that again because I just felt I was like I'd rather just like a secret Santa where you're yeah. just told who you're buying the present exactly, for, and you tailor it to that you person. Give it to them. Yeah. Yeah. Secret Santa is way better. So, what was the yeah. gift that you gave, and what did you receive? Yes. So the budget was $40, Ooh. which was a little expensive, right? Mm -hmm. I was a little like, oh God, I've got to do a good job. So what I gave was Tiny Beautiful Things by Cheryl Strayed. Yes. Very good. A universally good book, I think. I, mm -hmm. I really think that that is a book with universal mass appeal. I agree. Especially everyone at this party was a woman between the ages of like 27 and 35. Mm, perfect. So I was like... This book was made for these women. <laughs> yeah. Like, they need this book. Yeah. So I got that. I got a really lovely and incredible smelling soap, mm. like a fancy soap. Good stuff. And then I got, actually, the same mini puzzle. It was a different picture, but <gasps> oh, this, yeah. from the same person. The same mini puzzle that I got you. Because I was like, it's a little fancy. It's a little bit of a luxurious puzzle. Mm -hmm. But it's little, so it's not that much of a commit. And I feel yeah. like it would be very nice over Christmas You'll have some free time on your break. You could do a little puzzle. Um, that's perfect. So that was my thinking. So that was what I gave. Yeah, that's a great gift. What I received was a lovely set of glasses, like oh, wine glasses, nice. like four pink glasses. <gasps> and um, a box from Lush with like two Lush oh bath God. bombs. Can't yeah. go wrong with that. No, totally a winning package. And I... Uh, I don't have a bath. Oh, yeah. <laughs> as anyone who has seen my videos has watched. But I am like now extra motivated to finish my get bathroom. Bath. <laughs> because then I'll get to have a bath with these bath bombs. Amazing. Seems like a winning deal to me. A motivating, mm -hmm. a motivator mm -hmm. for Christmas. Um, the greatest gift of all. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it was a lot of fun. The The most common gift, I thought the most common gift was going to be candles. Mm. Only one person gifted a candle. Oh, and wow. I think probably people were like, I shouldn't gift a candle. Like everyone's expecting <laughs> yeah, a candle. Yeah, that makes sense. But um, it was funny because one person was like, this is so surprising. No one's gifted a candle yet. And then, and then she opened the <laughs> present and it was the candle. But the most common gift was a charcuterie board. Two people. What? Gifted giant wooden charcuterie boards. I was like, that's very interesting. Um, yeah. I, I'm like... One was really adorable. It was a gingerbread man. Oh. <laughs> yeah, with like little metal buttons uh, running nice. down his That's little nice. tum. So it was very cute. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I know that there's a lot of these things going around at Christmas. Different iterations on mm-hmm. gift giving If because it could be your office or it could be a, just a group of friends or whatever. So it was interesting to experience that for the first time. That is super fun. Hmm. Yeah, I don't really have anything like that coming up other than my um, yeah. Yule celebration with my two best pals that we yeah. uh, we always do our little parties now. That's our new thing. So we haven't really <laughs> like made a plan yet, but we last year we decided to do handmade gifts for each other. And oh, so cute. this year we kind of, we didn't like agree on that necessarily, but we're still doing like a mix of like handmade and stuff. So mm. I just had an idea yesterday for something I could make. So <gasps> a breakthrough. It's, it's, it's what I'm going to do later today. I think it's a fun <laughs> little, uh, crochet emergency. <laughs> oh God, I've been there, but I've got time. Well, I've got lots of time, but I want to get it all done now. That's awesome. Yeah. So, well, with that being said, let's 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 attune. Mm. Let's attune to what we're supposed to be talking about, which is books. Um, oh, you know, actually, I'm going to interrupt us all again and just say our book survey, if you want to participate, is linked mm. here. It is linked in the show notes. It's linked in the description. And you only have a week left to do it. And we really encourage you to do it because it's really fun. It's just a poll, a survey where you can tell us how many books did you read this year? What was the genre you read the most this year, et cetera, et cetera. And then we can kind of get a look at what the Books Unbound community, what our reading year was like. So if you want to check that out, little plug for that survey, it's down below. Um, But okay, now let's talk about our reading. Mm. We each only read one book. Yes. (laughs) And it was the most depraved book we've ever read. It was pretty much a clockwork orange by Anthony Burgess. So this is fun because as the people will remember, I just bought this last week. Like I just got this book yep. and then you suggested yep. that we read it together and then we just yes. did. <laughs> I know. How awesome is that? It was awesome. Um, Most successful buddy read ever, I would say in terms of our dedication you know and actually doing it. And like discussing yeah, as we were I going, totally like totally right about. I feel that. the most successful about how we how we did that. So last week on the podcast, Raylene, like you said, you hauled this book, and you, and I was like, hey, I'm trying to read more classics before the end of the year to try and finish that goal of mine. We should read that book together. Mm-hmm. Then we finished recording the episode, and then after the episode, Raylene was like, so let's set up, like, uh, let's do something soon. Should yeah. we play a game? Should we read a book? And I was like, well, what if we actually did do A Clockwork Orange? Like, I'm not kidding. Yeah. And Raylene's like, actually, yeah, that would be fun. Let's let's try it out. Yeah. And so we were thinking of different ways to do buddy reads. And quite frankly, I'm just going to be open-hearted with you guys, vulnerable for a second, <laughs> I haven't done great at Buddy Reads this year with Raylene. It's been a little bit I've been a couple of letdowns from old Ariel. (laughs) But here's the sitch. Sometimes you just got to accept who you are. Mm. And 
we have had a couple successful buddy reads yeah. with graphic novels. Yes. And they're when we read together. Yeah. And so Raylene intelligently suggested, <laughs> what if we tried, even though this is like an actual whatever not that a graphic novel isn't an actual yeah. novel but like it's just text this is just text yeah. what if we like still called and read it together and just gave it a try mm -hmm. let's just see what that ha what happens yeah and so that's what we did we met on saturday and we were like well let's just try reading for 20 minutes mm. and we'll see how we feel because there was two possibilities possibility number one was that we would hate reading together quietly <laughs> on the phone and the second possibility was that we would hate this book yeah. and we wouldn't actually want to read it we didn't have to commit to it we were like we could pivot to a different book mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. just play stardew valley or something <laughs> um but we were we were intrigued mm -hmm. we were having fun so we ended up reading the first part because this book conveniently for us is broken into three <laughs> yeah. parts part one part two part three each with seven chapters yeah each pretty um equitable in length and so on sunday we read part two on monday we read part three it was crazy how perfectly that worked and here out. we are <laughs> It worked out perfectly. We should just read books that are 140 pages long and written in three easy sections. Yeah. Is, does anybody else have something like that that they can recommend? Because we love yeah. that. That's so funny. <laughs> what to say? What to say? Okay. There. I mean, there's, we've got a lot of thoughts. There's a lot. Let's start by, Raylene, how about you give like a general summary, non-spoilery summary of the yes. plot? Okay. So the main character is this 15-year-old boy named Alex and him yep. and his pals love just like running around town wreaking havoc like yes. causing violence and mayhem and that's essentially like how the book starts out it's just yes. like just pure chaos um alex and his friends just being horrible being terrible and then it's about his journey and like what you know things change within him or like how he's you know asked to change potentially to fit society better and all these things mm. but it's just like really 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 depraved like lots really of depraved. descriptions of violence and horrible things but what's really interesting about the book is the yeah. language used so yes. anthony burgess kind of created his own language that's yep. called nadsat which in the book mm -hmm. is basically like it means teenage language it's like slang that teens use teenage slang and yeah. it made for a very interesting reading experience for a lot of reasons because not only is it at first very difficult to understand and we were like constantly checking a wikipedia page to be like what does that word mean um but it it kind of makes you feel a little bit removed from what's happening a little bit because yeah. there's all these horrible events happening but you're like is that is that what's happening like did he just do oh yeah okay he did but it was said in such a way that like you don't realize he's like beating yes. someone up and you're like oh that means the person is bleeding like oh wow it's just like very interesting the way it, it kind of removes you from it a little bit so it is very violent and very like horrific but it doesn't read that way necessarily. Like it reads yeah. in a very, it's hard to explain, but it's like a very interesting it reading is. experience. I feel like I should give a little example yeah, of a sentence here. Uh, this is just a sentence on the, in the first paragraph of the book. Like this is the, the paragraph, the sentence four or something. They had no license for selling liquor, but there was no law yet against prodding some of the new veshes, which they used to put into the old Malaco. So you could peat it with Veliset or Synthmus, or synthmesk or drenchrom or one or two other veshes which would give you a nice quite horror quiet horror show 15 minutes admiring bog and all his horror angels and saints <laughs> in the left shoe with lights bursting all over your mosque now you might be thinking 
what the hell what was that <laughs> that's what raylene and me were thinking <laughs> in the first 20 like we minutes started... we were a little bit like i don't know <laughs> i don't know about this Ooh. but it was i'm glad you brought the language up because i think that was for me and for us like one of the most interesting parts of it's, this book. yeah it's a very and important aspect it really is a really important aspect and i think i don't think i've ever read anything quite like this before because oh, like yeah Obviously, you read. I've read some books or books that have a character that speak with a dialect, yeah. and and or I'm even thinking of like Hagrid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like he, they, J.K. Rowling really tried to put his accent into how yeah, he, how 100%. he's written and stuff. But like characters like that and stuff. But this is like a whole made up language um, that you're really trying to figure out as you go along. Mm-hmm. And so Raylene and I would be like, Vaughn means smell doesn't it yeah and you're like yeah that's what i think it means too okay okay and then we keep going and we're like okay definitely veshes means this and like yeah uh malaco is milk isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um and then eventually like half an hour into reading we looked up online a vocabulary because we were like yeah this is helpful and yeah. so we would sometimes cross-reference words but we really didn't for every single word a lot of times like we would just ask each other aloud like do you remember what this means and we would just kind of know because yeah that means a collective watched or (laughs) that means but yeah but it was really like you said really it was first of all it made the insane and i mean insane amount of violence not feel as violent because you barely knew what was going on and it's like words for punch and kick and drag and all of those sorts of like fighting words all had their own words Mm -hmm. and then words for like blood and all of those words also had their own words yeah so you're reading this and you're like okay a kerfuffle just happened (laughs) but i don't know exactly what happened yeah because there's so many Um, different moving parts and it's like you're reading a different language quite literally and so you're like Did that, do I understand what just happened? Yeah, Yeah. it's very interesting. Something else that I find interesting about the language and the way it was used was that it made the book kind of funny, which like- I'm glad you brought that up. was interesting because it's like, it feels wrong that it would be funny while it's also being so violent and disgusting. But it was quite funny. And like, there's something that kept coming up, which was that the main character would always, if he noticed someone's outfit, he would always say he was dressed in the height of fashion. fashion. And we thought that was so funny. Like it just kept coming up. And then there's one moment where somebody is dressed not in the height of fashion. And it was really like, (laughs) yeah, I mean, on the edition that we both read, Mm. um, my on the it has a quote, a quotation from William Burroughs. The quotation is, I do not know any, sorry, I do not know of any writer. Ariel can't read today. I keep reading it wrong. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the, I'm, I'm just so messed up to just be reading plain English. Um, <laughs> I do not know of any other writer who has done as much with language. A very funny book. Mm-hmm. That was William S. Burroughs who said that. Oh, yeah. So I, because we were saying, we were like, is this supposed to be funny? Because it's yeah. kind of hilarious. It is like, low key hilarious. <laughs> A lot of funny moments, like right near the end there, he was in a diner eating and he's like, everyone in there was eating eggs and wolfing it down. Wolf, 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 wolfing it down. <laughs> and like, he like repeats words like that. And he like... Yeah, or like one yeah. part where somebody comes up to him and goes, well, 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 if it's well. not Alex. <laughs> it's like, repeats it just a few too many times. <laughs> a few too many times. Or yeah. like he called his dad... There was a couple of different words for mom and dad, but one of the time, a couple of the times he'd say pa pa pa, and you're like, <laughs> like he liked the repeating thing of yeah. which was funny, but also just some of the words are funny. Yeah, like 
his head is his gulliver <laughs> yeah and tolchok like, means punch but like tolchok yeah. is a crazy word <laughs> i tolchoked his gulliver and you're like <laughs> It's kind of funny, which yeah. it adds yeah. to the insane brutality of it as well, because you're becoming removed and you're getting into his head. Mm -hmm. um, and part of the whole thing about the language as well was like, like you mentioned, it's called Natsat, which turns out to be like Russian for teen. Yeah. Um, so it's this teen slang language, but it's used by this like subculture of teens who are all in these little gangs mm -hmm. and they're all part of this like violent uprising that all these teens are doing every night. They go out and they're violent. Um, and so you start to feel a little bit like you're in the gang because mm, you yeah. are reading and you're starting to truly understand the language. Like I was totally understanding the language. Yeah. I was like, well, he vidied this and he, <laughs> and he slushied that. And I'm yeah. like, he watched and heard that. I like, I now knew those it, words it just makes and stuff. Sense, so yeah. it starts to make sense. So you start to fall into it, which is a really effective use of language by an author to get you into this character's mind a little mm -hmm. bit. Um, let's just talk about the violence for a second because yeah. A huge theme in the book was, yeah, this is not going to spoil it. Basically, like, we have this character who's really violent, does a lot of crime. A lot of crime. Does, like, what a, I think a normal criminal's amount of crime in one night. Yeah. <laughs> He's just, like, every night to him is, like, woohoo, debauchery. Um, this amount of violence though like the rest of the book is kind of his experience through the penal system mm. and stuff. And so you're you're asking this big question or the author is getting you to ask this big question like can you ever be forgiven for violence or can you ever be forgiven for subjecting someone to that much violence mm -hmm. and i think those questions were really interesting because i don't know if we ever did raylene and i like at the end we're like we still don't feel bad for this guy really i yeah. did at one point because <laughs> It, like I don't want to spoil anything, right? But there's like this whole psychological horror show going. I said horror, horror show. show. Oh my god, <laughs> that was one of their words, you guys. And that doesn't uh, mean just, horror show. <laughs> no, it means great. And I didn't mean great. I meant a horror show <laughs> of um like brainwashing is like an element because mm. this is sort of a dystopian book. Um, and I kind of felt bad because they took away one of the only things that brought him joy and I, I do feel bad I, I felt that that successfully to me was yeah. like a horror I was like wow that's a really scary concept what does this man have to live for mm. um but the violence that he does is so violent that I almost feel like maybe our buddy uh, Anthony Burgess here the author might have gone a little too far because I was like yeah. Uh, is this man even can we feel bad for him at the end I'm yeah like sure. i don't think so because he's just so so terrible <laughs> yeah, so unforgivable like really really messed up i was i think it was the first day that we read mm. i was like ray i think this is the worst thing i've ever read like <laughs> violence wise like i think yeah. this is the most horrifying thing i've ever read and then the next day I was driving a lot. I just had to drive around mm. a lot that day with errands and stuff. And I was really thinking about the book. <laughs> I was like, I think it Lost is the, the most depraved thing I've ever read because Lolita, I was mm. like, I think Lolita was, was the most depraved thing. And it is horrible. I'm not saying this doesn't have to be a competition. They're on the, yeah. the tier or whatever. But this one also just has the like violence of like beating people up and stuff. Yeah. And, and it's, and like, they're, it's just merciless. It doesn't matter who they encounter. They're going to destroy them. And you're like, these yeah. gangs are so effed up. 
Yeah, and then I was I remember I said to you really and I was like, You read like horror and crime, mm. which I don't really read horror, crime or thrillers, but do you still feel like this is the most depraved thing you've read? I would say so, just because like there was no level of understanding for why it was happening. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um yeah. like usually with a crime novel or, or a true crime book, it's like obviously it's horrible that people are causing violence or like murder to people, but they like had their own sense of reasoning for it so you can yes. like and in a way understand where they're coming from with this it was just pure joy for him like he just loved to hurt people yes, and it was exactly, like what exactly. so like, that was something else we talked about is we didn't really understand the world that well because it is kind of yeah, a dystopian future is is the vibe we're getting but we didn't really understand why. And there was one part at the beginning of the book where he's like, him and his friends are like, oh, well, we have to, we're just a couple, we're a bunch of young boys. We have to go to school tomorrow. And we were like excited for him to go to school so we could interact with other like, like quote unquote yes. normal teenagers. Like if there are any normal teenagers, but then he didn't go to school. And so we never got to see like, <laughs> we were really, we were really upset about that. You even we said were, at one yeah, point, we were, I really wish you we went to like, school no, that, that day. Go to school, not just to become a better person because, oh my God, but also because... We wanted to learn more about the world. That was definitely, I think, for both of us, um, definitely for me, the worst part of this book. Mm -hmm. Not moral-wise. Yeah. Moral-wise, it was all of the horrible crime, obviously. But, I mean, like, writing-wise or construction-wise, yeah. the book didn't go into enough of the world-building. Yeah. And so, just as Raylene has said, a lot of the reasoning for things didn't hit as close to home. Mm. And of course, I'm going to compare it to other similar-ish books, like a short dystopian uh, classic, Animal Farm, let's take, for example, another book about totalitarianism. Mm -hmm. In that book, it's so well explained and clear from literally the first paragraph why the animals are the, so oppressed yeah like why they feel so oppressed why they're so downtrodden and why they want to have a revolution mm. it's all so clearly expressed and then they have their revolution and then you follow through with them and you understand and see why the world is so horrible and why it's all slipping away from them etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm -hmm. and i feel the same way in 1984 for yeah. example like it's a world that's so horrible and you see why Winston feels so awful that he wants to do something about it. Yeah. In this book, it starts with our with this little gang of teens at a at a restaurant or at a bar. Mm -hmm. And they're like, all right, boys, what are we going to do tonight? And then they head out on the scene and they cause all this violence. And then he doesn't go to school and yeah. then he goes to jail for a while and then and you're like damn i don't we never zoomed out yeah we never zoomed yeah. out enough to be like what is this world about why did this world come about and therefore why is alex so bad are all teenagers like this mm -hmm. are like what's going on in this society we couldn't tell we yeah and i feel like tell. i need that like level of understanding of a world like this like in a dystopian yeah. novel i need to understand why it's happening I think to be able to appreciate yeah. the greater message because in the end we were yes. like what was the author trying to say like it, it made it a little yeah. bit harder to understand what the totally. point was because it being a dystopian world is a big part of it but we don't really understand the world so it was like huh yeah and mm. like i would go i would again comparing it to another book that we buddy read actually eileen mm. 
We buddy read that one, right? We read it for a book club, so kind of, yeah. Okay, right, right, right. So with Eileen, that's another very unlikable character. Not as unlikable as as Alex, because Alex is <laughs> old Uncle Alex, a real, real piece of work, Uncle yeah. Alex. <laughs> um, but like, I in Eileen, she's like very unlikable, kind of gross, kind of living in a horror. But, but you have some sympathy for her mm-hmm. because she lives in such a horrible house with such a horrible dad and in such poverty and in such like she can't escape it kind of oppressive feeling yeah. that you're like, God, you suck and I don't like you, but I do have <laughs> a little bit of sympathy or empathy for you. Like yeah. I, I get I do get why you've become the way you've become. Yeah. It was really difficult for us to sympathize at all for Alex because we're like, how'd you become this way? Your parents seem kind of chill. Mm-hmm. Uh, the world doesn't seem that bad, but maybe it is, yeah. but we just don't we know. We just don't know, yeah. We just don't know. So. One of the interesting things we learned as well was kind of like a little bit behind the scenes of the book. Like I did some deep diving, mm. not deep, actually not that deep. I did some shallow diving is what <laughs> I meant to say into the book yesterday because I didn't want to spoil myself on yeah. the book, but I wanted to get just a little more, little bit more insight into the author's writing of the book. And it's really interesting. First of all, he was largely inspired to write this book because he went away from the UK for a while and then returned for like for like years oh. and he returned and he returned to a place that was like for him quite different than it had oh. been okay. and it was like the 60s in England and there was this big punk movement and obviously a lot of punk movement when we now think of it is like really charming and cool and so much great music came out of that yeah but also what came out of that was a lot of violence yeah. and a lot of gangs and a lot of like um, crime. And so he saw this and he was like, okay, wow, this whole young subculture is like really a thing that's happening right now. Mm. What, what, how are we supposed to reckon with it? And on top of that, during this time, his wife was beat up by a group of youngins. They happened to be American. They were like American soldiers that were over because of the war and stuff. But like they beat her up and she miscarried because Mm. of it. So it's like, you're like, actually that really explains where this book comes from, right? Like he, I think maybe, I think maybe he was really asking that question of like, who, like what is, why did that crime happen to my wife? Yeah. She it clearly seems meaning- wasn't completely doing meaningless. Yeah, it seems to be completely meaningless. Yeah. And this book seems like the violence is meaningless. So maybe that is the question he was grappling with. Yeah. Um, the other really interesting thing I learned was that he wrote it in three weeks. That is crazy. <laughs> that is wild in so many different ways. But partly because, like I said to Raylene yesterday, I was like, how did he invent a language so fast? That's so epic. <laughs> like... That's crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, one of the other interesting things is that uh, like later on in his life, he was a little resentful of the book because he felt like people were taking it out of context. Uh, I think he didn't like the movie. And he hmm. said that the movie was like just made just like glorified sex and violence, which was not yeah. the point of his book. And he was like, I think I shouldn't have written it as quickly as I did because clearly I left some things up to mm. interpretation that I wish I hadn't. And I oh, was yeah. like, that's interesting. Um, so yeah, it's always for me fun to learn a little bit more about how the book was written. Totally. Okay. Well, to finish off the discussion of this book, I have yeah. the most important question for you. Did you like it? Oh, mm. You know what? I know it's complicated, but yeah. I did like it. I did. 
Would I recommend it? No, I would not recommend. I don't recommend you that you read this book. It's That's exactly really how I feel. <laughs> like I, I, I liked the reading experience. Like I liked reading it with you. I feel yes. like it was a very interesting piece of literature that I'll never ever yes. read anything quite like it. Yeah. But I definitely wouldn't, like, I don't know who I would suggest this to. I can't think of a no. single person that I would be like, I really think you should read this book. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, yeah, I think we're totally on the same page, which is funny because we didn't actually ask each other that question when we finished it before yeah, recording. It was the kind pod, of a secret. It was kind of a secret. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I feel the same. I, I'm really glad that I read it. Yeah, me too. Because... First of, all, first of all, just for, even just for the basic fact of it's been sitting on my shelf for years mm -hmm. and I've been meaning to get to it. Secondly, because now I know when people talk about A Clockwork Orange, and that's one of my favorite parts of reading classics, yeah. is that th so much of our culture is based on these classics and they mm -hmm. can be classic movies as well, classic books or classic songs. When you finally enjoy, or not enjoy, but like experience that piece of classic art, all of these references now become unlocked to you and you yeah. can now participate in all of that. And if someone ever says it's a real horror show, then I'm like, oh, I know what you mean by That's that. True. And want yeah. some Malaco? I'll be like, I know what that is. <laughs> like I, I, and I love that about classics in general. So for those reasons, I'm just objectively glad that I read another classic yeah. and that it, like it's unlocked these things for me. But yeah, I've never read a book that did this particular thing with language. Mm -hmm. And I've read lots of other books that have done lots of other interesting things with language. Totally. But this was a really unique one. And yeah. I'm like, I really did fall into it. And I really enjoyed my reading journey with this book. I'm so glad that we read it so quickly. Me too. Because it's <laughs> over now. And it was like, I was explaining to Raylene, I was like, and this is something that me and my brother talk about, like, Sometimes you shouldn't read or watch dark things because they will put a dark vibe over your day. Mm. And an example for me is like, I need to be conscious of like when I watch a movie about World War II, oh. because if I watch it at the wrong part of the day, it will make me so depressed that the whole day I will be sad. Oh, no. This. Yeah did that like it made the last three days a little dark for me yeah. i was like thinking about it the whole time and i was like god that's really god it's so dark it's so effed up and like i don't know if we've exactly touched on this but like any type of horrible violent crime that you can imagine happen the worst crimes that you can imagine happen in the book so it like yeah. like trigger warnings to the end to the nth degree or whatever mm, like mm, it's just yeah. pushes it right to the end so it's like quite a horrific book so therefore i can't recommend it to any i don't know and <laughs> it's like, like no well i would say it it's awful yeah like while i would say i enjoyed the book i didn't always enjoy being in it if that makes sense no. you know because like I, it I is grim wish like it was it would be sort of an art piece in a weird way if we had recorded ourselves reading it because guys <laughs> like there, it was so predictable, sort of like Raylene and I got to a point and it took a little bit of finessing, but we got to a point where we were basically reading at the same pace. Yes. And like we would always be within the same paragraph or two of each yeah. other. And I would say, what what line are you on? And she'd read the line and she'd be three behind or three ahead. And I'm mm -hmm. like, OK. Mm -hmm. And then we could discuss exactly what we were on. But like it got to a point where we would be laughing. We'd be like, haha, in the height of fashion. And like, haha, this funny line. And then we'd go dead silent because like an actual horrible crime was happening. And we'd get to the end of the chapter go, and we'd be like, oh, man. wow. Oh. Okay. Uh, I on guess on to the next chapter. <laughs> yeah. Like we'd just go so dead silent because the book had these ups and downs. So it was not like 
always enjoyable to mm -hmm. read but that's the point of reading right like it's like yeah. the ups and downs that the author is taking you on um so i did like i did think that it did something that i've never read before and i i don't i really disagree with this idea that like what an author writes is what an author believes yeah that i really agree doesn't with you. that's not real yeah. that's just not real so i don't think in any way that anthony burgess is for crime or for ultra violent crime yeah. or for anything he's exploring an idea through words in the safest way mm -hmm. right like he's not doing these crimes or anything he's just writing about them and so reading it i was like this is really interesting i've never read anything like this before I sort of hope that I don't again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not suddenly like, woohoo, turned on to crime books. Let's go. I'm like, no, wow. Harrowing. Mm -hmm. Harrowing for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, are you reading anything else? We didn't really talk about that throughout the weekend, but do you have anything else no. on your plate? I was gonna, but this took up our whole, mm. it took up our whole week in a beautiful way. Or <laughs> like my whole weekend, which was kind of the time I had free for reading. Yeah. We spent, what, three hours reading the first day, two hours reading the second day, and then I think we like finished an it in an hour and a half today. Yeah. So all of my reading time went to A Clockwork Orange. <laughs> That's fair. And uh, yeah, but, but this is another classic checked off hell my yeah list. it is <laughs> so i'm whatever i read next guys i'm going for the freaking gold on this one yeah because okay? you've read what is that nine now school. you've have you done nine or ten uh yes this was my ninth one okay just three so more three more three more and you've just done it three more do you so have any ideas what for I... what you're gonna read next like do you have a, a, a well, feeling okay i tried starting the call of the wild last night hmm it's so good. It's great. But I don't know if I have the uh, strength to read a dog story. Oh, They're yeah. so s emotional. They're more emotional than people's They really are. Yeah. Sometimes, right? Like, it's like scary in a way that you're like, nothing can happen to this dog. And I'm like, a lot is going to happen to the dog. Yeah. I don't know if I can take that right now. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I was saving... Did I move it? Oh, I don't have it here. But I was saving A Christmas Carol for later on, but mm. I might just hop into that one. Yeah. I mean, the space other for one. Time. This, okay, this one's definitely, I've decided this is definitely happening. So this might, actually, yeah, I think I'll do this one next. <laughs> just do it. A Single Man, Christopher Isherwood. Do you remember? This was one of my unfinished Wait, books of the I year. I thought you finished it. What the no. heck? Oh my. No, I did not finish it. Plot twist. Uh, wow. It got dropped to the wayside, never to be seen Well, then again. That's, that's really easy for you to finish then. It's only like half yeah, a book. Yeah, I'm already, ha like, I think I'm like halfway through. I don't have a, I don't have a bookmark in here, but I think I was like halfway through. Yeah. So, yeah, this is, I, re I realized this like on Saturday or something. I was like, <laughs> hold on <laughs> do you have any other half-finished classics <laughs> i know right hopefully hopefully i remember another Maybe. one uh i started the trial by kafka and i was oh, enjoying yeah. it but i did not i only got a few chapters in so i wasn't halfway you're so funny anyhow what about you well i am still reading in cold blood by truman capote okay. but i am now on part four um there's i think just four parts in the book so i'm now in like the home stretch kind of and um, I would say I'm still liking it. I'm not loving it as much as I was at the beginning, but that's mostly because like the beginning of the book, part one is about kind of the lead up to 
the murders happening. And so you okay. kind of get to know the family. You, it's mm. it, The first chapter is quite literally called The Last Time They Were Seen Alive or something like that. And so you're just like getting all these experiences from different people's perspectives right. of like, this was the last time I saw them. And then part two is kind of all about the murders. Part three is kind of about the confessions of the, the people who committed the crimes. And then part four, I'm thinking, is going to be about them like going to court and being tried for the crimes, which I'm very excited for because that's... Mm. That's the thing that interests me the most a lot of times yeah. in like crime stories. I love the the justice aspect of it. I love seeing how right. the justice system works. That really fascinates me. So I'm hoping that's what part four is going to be because then it'll end on a high note. But I found the middle to be a little bit uh, a little bit of a slog. So that's kind of where okay. I'm at right now. But I am hoping to finish this today if possible and read something mm. happy. Good lord. <laughs> I think I want to read Good something lord. happy after this. I don't know what that'll be. I don't really have I a know. plan yet, but I'm like, I just need something wholesome for the love of God. <laughs> I know. Another one I was considering was um The House on Mango Street. Ooh. That's a classic that I have. And yeah. I'm like, is and the, it's really the short. cover seems cheerful, but I'm scared that it will be a sad experience as well. It could be. You just never know. You never know. Well, did you buy anything? Nuh-uh. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I don't have anything to haul. Um, we're gonna it's have been to be a grim sick. week. <laughs> no new books. Just week. sad reads, like depressing <laughs> reads. But you know what's not sad? Ugh. The book game that I have what? planned for us. Book game. <laughs> so it's been a while since we've done a book game, and so I really wanted to make it good. I think, and um, yeah. I had this idea a little while ago and never really like finished it, but recently I decided to really flesh out this this book tag that I've created. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just very simple. It's called the Stardew Valley book tag, um, created by Books Unbound, I guess. It's the Books Unbound <laughs> Stardew Valley book tag. And so, and yes. this has potential for a sequel as well, because what I've done is yeah. I've created a tag that is a bunch of different prompts that are associated with different characters. Um, the characters are all of the marriageable characters, as well as farmer, and grandpa so like all of the core characters i would say and i could do a part two of this with every other character so <laughs> i know it's so tough because i was like how is robin not on here how is pierre not on here i know and i, I just like, tried well, to keep yeah. it i tried to keep it to a theme to give myself a yeah. structure to work with and so that's what i've done so um Smart. and the questions are kind of all over the place kind of random but i think that that makes it fun I will say, if you haven't played Stardew Valley, you don't know anything about this game, you don't know anything about the <laughs> characters, it really doesn't matter because the prompts are pretty general. Yeah. It just takes one trait from one of the characters and then asks a question yeah. using that trait. So I think you'll still have fun listening to this and also totally. you could still participate in it. And if you do want to participate in it, post it on wherever you want to post it or just think through it yourself. We can definitely, we'll link to all of the questions. We'll put the questions in the description. And show Absolutely. Notes. All right. So all right. without further ado, let's begin. So the yeah. first question is Farmer, a book that doesn't say much, but it's good anyway. Very good. I like what you did there. <laughs> Thank you. I went with a slightly funny approach for this one. Okay. I chose Rental Person Who Does Nothing <gasps> by Shoji Morimoto. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> and this is because in most of his interactions, when the rental person goes and does one of his experiences, he doesn't speak and doesn't really respond. That's he just stays quiet. 
So I was like, I like that you did that because perfect. that is perfectly um, in the spirit of Farmer. Because Farmer is like who you play exactly. as a character in Stardew Valley, but you don't really talk. Like, and that's part of like a meme of Stardew is that you you're never just talk. running around, not talking, throwing gifts at people. Um, yeah, you so. never talk. You never say anything. You never have a line of dialogue. <laughs> and But you are doing stuff. And that is rental person who does nothing. That's if perfect. you guys remember, it was a memoir I read earlier this year about a guy who gets rented out on Twitter to do small, easy tasks. But mm -hmm. the only thing is that he doesn't do anything so it'll be like that's perfect. i want to get an iced tea with someone and so he'll he go with to be you, there but he's yeah. not gonna talk <laughs> that's perfect well i went with the uh different approach which i'm sure is what most people would do in this case which is just a fluffy mm. book and so yeah i decided to go with the georgia nicholson series by louise renison oh, because those are just pure fluff and fun very funny very silly but yeah i don't think there's like a deep message in there other than you know maybe something about friendship, but it's, yeah, just a, just a light, fluffy, fun time. So that's yeah. what I went with for that. Okay, number two, Grandpa. A book you read a long time ago, but still think about. Love it. That's nice. I chose God Bless You, Mr. Rosewater mm. by Kurt Vonnegut Jr. That was a book I read so many years. I I was living in BC, so it would have at least been three years ago, oh if not longer, because um, I remember reading it in that room in, when I lived there. And I think about that book all the time. I think it's so interesting. It asks some really interesting questions about the concept of like billionaires and wealth mm. and being rich and helping your community, but in the worst way ever. Um, I think it's really, really great. More people should read that one. I know I've never, I don't think I've ever read, met anyone who's read it. That's crazy. so good. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Well, I went with The Chrysalids by John Wyndham, which I read oh, yeah. in grade 10 in high school. Mm. So it was a really long time ago. That was 2010, yeah. folks. That was a long time ago. And I haven't reread it. That's the thing that's craziest to me about this book is that I it pops up into my head randomly a lot. And I'll be like, oh, The Chrysalids. What a great book. <laughs> but I haven't reread it. And it's been so yeah. long. So I really think I need to push myself to just do a reread maybe next year because it's so good. It's so good. Mm. All right. Here we are onto the first Bachelor. And these are like in no order. They're just random in the order I thought of the people. So first up is Sebastian. A book that would wear a leather jacket and smoke cigarettes if it was a person. <laughs> I really like that one. I, <laughs> I chose Bonjour Tristesse Ooh. by Francois Sagan. Uh, partly because it's a French classic and that feels yeah. like smoking cigarettes. Yes, that's Partly perfect. because the main character is this like suave girl who doesn't care about anything and it just wants to be like beautiful and have fun mm. um so i felt and it feels like an ultimate uh hipster book so Ooh. i really enjoyed that book. yeah yeah that's awesome okay well i went with a very obvious choice because i couldn't mm. think of anything else and this got stuck in my Is head it the outsiders it's the outsiders yeah, yeah. i just because <laughs> it's funny there's actually picked like uh versions of that cover that just have like a leather jacket on the front of yeah, it i think and that's what i own i i just couldn't think of anything that made more sense to me than that book for this yeah. but i would love to hear what other people come up with because i think it's a very silly prompt that, that could mean a lot funny. of different things <laughs> okay next up harvey a book about a niche interest for those who don't mm -hmm. know he is obsessed with airplanes <laughs> <laughs> um i chose vanishing fleece by mm. oh sorry vanishing fleece 
<laughs> Vanishing Fleece Adventures in American Wool by Clara Parks. So this is a book that is a nonfiction account of Clara Parks learning about the wool industry in mm. America. And like, she basically has a friend, she's like really into knitting and yarn, but she has this friend who has this giant, like she's got sheep and they shave the sheep and then mm. you've got the raw wool material. Yeah. And she's like, cool, I'll just turn it into yarn. And then she's like, oh, wow this is like a whole journey to yeah. turn it into yarn and she goes on that adventure and investigates big wool in america and everything mm. very very interesting very interesting very interesting well i took a slightly different approach to this i chose a book that's just about a niche interest of mine and um okay. so that book is letters to a young gymnast by nadia Comaneci because mm -hmm. that's a book that you got me and i'm yeah. so glad that you did because it was one of my yeah. favorite books of last year the year before whenever i read it and i don't know yeah. why but i'm just very very interested in gymnastics <laughs> i don't know why can't that's explain cool. it <laughs> never was a gym well i was a little a, a little bit of a gymnast when i was a very small child but that, there's, there's no other explanation for it so <laughs> it's just strange but that's a great book <laughs> okay next up is my guy shane mm. a book that's a bit of a mess what you got <laughs> on our combo farm i was like trying to be relatable to the people it's all gone there's no way to be re relatable this tag is a little too niche but it is we have a combo farm that where we've reached perfection yeah yes if you play stardew valley you know how many hours that means we've put into it good <laughs> lord um but you married well you married sebastian and then you divorced him which was so scandalous and then you married <laughs> shane it's all yeah. crazy um <laughs> all crazy things but it was he is a real mess that he guy is. um i chose we had to remove this post by hannah burvowitz do you remember that book yeah did you read that yes okay, i read for some it reason either, I don't remember that i think it was last year actually yeah i think it was last year it was either this year or last year but it uh it's a bit of a mess. Like it's like <laughs> it was parts of it were interesting and good. The concept is um, that it, you follow a character who works at a moderation center. So her entire job is to like look at stuff that has been flagged basically oh, yeah. on Facebook right. and be like, this is too violent to be shown. And then she'll delete it from the internet or nope, this actually technically fits our requirements. So mm. it's very an interesting concept. And I think it's looking at an interesting part of our culture that we don't think about. Yeah. Like when you flag stuff, Part of it is AI, but also a lot of it is actual people having to look at the hmm. most violent stuff posted on the internet and then yeah. decide if it's allowed to be on the internet or not. And like, there's been these giant lawsuits between these people and Facebook mm. and other like Google and stuff because they're like, this is the worst job imaginable. We're looking at the worst stuff imaginable. Yeah. So it's very terrible, but it's very interesting. However, the book was like, not really about that and it was like sort of mm. just about toxic relationships the main character was garbage it was actually pretty boring and very repetitive and mm. i ended up being really disappointed in the book so there you go mm. well <laughs> my pick for this is something that most people probably wouldn't have even guessed that i've read and that is oh. a court of thorns and roses by sarah oh. j mass so this thing <laughs> vt as they say <laughs> So I read this book in, oh, no. it would have been 2015 because I remember oh, where okay. I read it and where I lived at the time. So it was yeah. quite a long time ago. And so I was, you know, a young person. I was like 19 or 20 or whatever. And yeah. I, at the time, didn't like it. And every time I think about it, I'm like, man, why do people like this book? And in my head, it is very much a mess because it's supposed to be like this 
romance fantasy book. But to me, the romance was just horrible and like right. not good. Like it was a very toxic, right. abusive type of set setup for a relationship. Mm. And it was like, why is this being romanticized? And so to me, that's just a messy book. I don't even yeah. want to go near it. Don't like mm. it. Mm -mm -mm. <laughs> anyway, next up, my girl Penny, the person I married most recently in Stardew Valley. Uh, a book that's quietly beautiful. Easy. The Sound of a Wild Snail Eating by mm -hmm. Elizabeth Tova Bailey, one of my favorite books that I've read in the last few years, a book I re recommend a lot. It's a very short little book about a woman who has... Um, gotten a chronic illness so she's bed bound a lot of the time and a friend gives her a snail <laughs> and she just watches the snail and so it's this like combination it's like a meditative thought book about chronic illness and how your life can change and stuff like that but it's also tr genuinely a deep dive on snails and like <laughs> looking at learn she learns a lot about snails and it's such a beautiful book it's such a beautiful book i really really love it it's a very strange little book uh but it was really beautiful <laughs> very good i have decided to pick after dark by haruki murakami because ah. what i like about this book is like the whole thing is set over the span of one night and it takes it starts okay. at like midnight or something like the the book starts when it's already the middle of the night and so okay. it's about that like quiet time between you know say midnight and 5 a.m or whatever when the world is just a little bit different and like you see things in a different light because right things just like have this different vibe and it's like a little bit surreal but not like over the top surreal like murakami can be so it just has this kind of special vibe that just to me is just it was just gorgeous i really really loved that book hmm. next up and this is one that you and i'm sure lots of other people will disagree on but it's oh. sam a book that grew on you and i will say I, he only yeah, grew on me after i married him well you come to love him that's kind of him. funny like you married him and then you're like i'm sure i'll get to love him one day <laughs> well i've decided to marry everyone in the game like i want to marry everyone at least once and i really loved marrying sam because he's very funny he loves to buy chairs online and he'll oh. just buy rent like you'll just wake up in the morning and he's like i bought another chair <laughs> Honestly, he's silly. extremely relatable to yeah. my life. Yeah. I have bought way too many chairs. Um, <laughs> I have just a chair sitting in my living or in my bedroom right now because I don't know where to put it. <laughs> oh my god, you're literally Sam. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, uh, yeah, what did I pick? Wait, Sam. Oh, I wrote my year of rest and relaxation oh. because this book was really interesting. I really liked it right away. I thought it was really interesting, but I totally gave it a four to five stars. Like mm. I was like yeah it's got some flaws there's some problems yeah, with that yeah. book I, I don't think it's a perfect book but the more time has passed the mm -hmm. more i'm like no it's actually it's i can't stop thinking about it and i think it's so interesting and actually have you read this i like i'm always at, like i just really like that book so it's it the longer time has passed the more it's grown on me oh i love that okay mine was uh, another slightly different angle i chose a little life by hanya yanagahara because mm. i actually dnf'd it the first time i tried reading it i Ooh, read cool. about 175 ish pages and i just found yeah. it to be so slow and i wasn't connecting to it at all and so i put it down. I totally got rid of it. I was like, never gonna yeah. read that again. And then a few years passed and I was like, you know what? I think I'm ready for it now. I think I'm ready to give it another try. And then I ended up loving it. So that was one that kind of like, That's cool. it grew on me in a, from like zero to a hundred kind of way. Yeah. Okay. Next up, Abigail. This one's easy. A book with a purple cover. <laughs> 
I picked In Memory of Memory by Maria Stepanova because it's the most purple book that I have. Yeah. It's very purple. That is very purple, purple, definitely. Yeah. Um, I decided to go with Almond by Sun Wong Pyung. Oh, that's very purple. It's very purple. It's also very purple and a book that I totally recommend. Really liked that book when I read it a couple years ago. See, that was easy. Next up, Elliot. (laughs) A book about a writer or writing. I chose A Horse at Night by Amina Kane, which I just bought in New York a few weeks ago. And I'm really hyped on, like, I there it is kind of funny really because I'm trying really I'm going for the gold with my mm. classics goal yeah. so I basically won't read anything else normal for a while That's quote unquote normal yeah. so I'm like dying to read this but I just can't because I've got to read my classics um That's so hardcore of yeah. you. I love that. I know. I know I'm pretty hardcore these days. Um <laughs> Yeah, I'm really excited to read this one. I eventually can. <laughs> there you go. Um, I picked Beach Read by Emily Henry because that one is about two cool. writers. And they're literally, cool. the whole book is about them trying to write books. So I feel like that yeah. really, really works for that one. And it's set on a beach, which Elliot also mm. lives on a beach. So oh, God, that's deep. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Next up. Maru. I never understood why Elliot of all people lived on the beach. Like I get that he he literally explains he's like I wanted to like get away and live on a cabin yeah. and I'm like you're not a very beachy dude though. He's really like, not. He's not a beachy dude. He has like very fancy hair and like a <laughs> fancy coat jacket and you're like you would not hang out on the beach. Mm-mm. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Next up is Maru, a book that's smarter than you. Mm. <laughs> I picked Sapiens by Yuval Noah Mm. Harari. I really enjoyed that book, but we didn't finish it. Connor and I were listening to it as an audio book while we were on like some giant road trip. I don't remember. We were like driving from, I think we were probably driving from Kelowna to CU or something. Like it was like we were driving a lot and whenever we would drive, we would put it on. It was so interesting. I learned so much from that book, but also it was like a lot of information was kind of flying over my head. Mm. It's such a long book. Never finished it. I was like, yep. (laughs) Uval Noah Harari knows a lot more than I do about the Homo sapiens. Yeah. (laughs) Fair enough. Um, I just said anything by Kurt Vonnegut, which is funny that you mentioned Kurt Vonnegut earlier. Oh, that is funny. I feel like when I read his books, they just go straight over my head. Like, I feel Uh... like they're saying a lot and I just like don't know enough about history and politics or whatever to like really understand what he's saying a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just feel like, yeah, I feel like his books are smarter than me and I'm okay with that. I'm totally okay with that. Yeah. I I just don't read them anymore. Um, Okay, next up is Haley, a book with a very pretty cover. (laughs) I picked Orwell's Roses by Rebecca Solnit because I do think that this is one of the prettiest books that I own. It It is is an all red cover, but then everything else is kind of like a stamp. Um, or like the red is the stamp, but it just has Orwell's roses and it's got a bunch of cutout roses and then Rebecca Solnit. And I just think it's like, it's so beautiful. I think it's so beautiful. It is really gorgeous. I, I think printing it on brown paper was an inspired. Oh, Ooh. it's not brown paper. It's printed brown oh. paper. That's fascinating. Wow. Fascinating Would you decision. look at that? <laughs> well, I decided to go with the Priory of the Orange Tree because every oh, time I look yeah. at that cover, I'm just amazed by how much detail was put into the illustrations and the colors. It's just... It's a marvel. It is. That cover. (laughs) My God. Next up. Emily, a character who loves arts and crafts. (laughs) I really struggled with this one, actually. Yeah, it was a hard question. I I don't think I got a good answer. I just chose Anne from Anne of Green Gables. Mm. She isn't 
specifically into arts and crafts, but like, I just remember one of the faux pas that she does in the book is that she like is obsessed with shoving flowers everywhere mm. and she puts a lot of flowers into her hat and everyone thinks she looks really stupid so and she's, she's like a silly little artsy gal yeah <laughs> i don't know if that's accurate i us think fun. of another one yeah that's fair i went with molly weasley because she loves to knit <laughs> true not bad that's interesting you know hmm. yeah it's not my strongest question but i couldn't think of anything else for emily <laughs> other than a quirky book and that just seemed boring okay yeah next up is alex a book about sports a character what about a book that would have blue hair <laughs> a book that you know, would that... have blue mm. like yeah okay that's one the... yeah that's a good alternate eh, anyway uh, alternate just question they're just thinking out loud <laughs> <laughs> but next up is alex a book about sports yeah i was gonna play cool but then i was like why um so I, yeah well so I, I was gonna be i was gonna do albatross yeah. But you know what? No, I, I got this one. I got this one. I got The Art of Fielding by mm. Chad Harback. I chose this one because I haven't read it. I haven't read it yet. And yeah. so I thought it'd be fun to not do Albatross. Yeah, I, I mean, there's so many other Because I was going to talk yeah. about Albatross, which is about golf. But this book is about baseball. Hmm. Hmm. Well, what about you? <laughs> I decided to go with Bear Town by Frederick Bachman, which is oh, about hockey. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, good. but it's, 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 what I love about it is it's not just like, just about hockey. I mean, with any sports book, that's like about a team. That's it's about thing, the right? people and like the camaraderie and the brotherhood. And because like... Albatross is not about golf. No, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's not really a, not. Yeah, it's and not. I'm sure this really isn't about baseball. Like, I don't know. Have you read this one? Mm -mm. Yeah, maybe. I'm sure that it's about. Um... Yeah, it says as the season counts down to its climactic final mm. game, these five are forced to confront their deepest hopes, anxieties, and secrets. There In the go. process, they forge new bonds and help one another find their true paths. It's like exactly. It's not really about the baseball, is it? It's about the baseball is the just the, that's how they know each other. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> we just met it. Yeah. Baseball. All right. We're near the end here. So next up is Leah, a book set in the woods. I chose The Hen Who Dreamed She Could Fly oh. by Sun Mi Huang. I really remember that this had the woods a lot. Am I wrong? I don't think so. First of all, it's got the woods on the cover. That's true. That's interesting. But secondly, in now woods. I'm looking at the description and it says um, that she her plan to escape into the wild. So oh. I do really think that there's a forest element. That makes basically sense. The, she was on a farm, yeah. but then she escaped. Oh, yes. Yeah. So yeah. basically, this is about a hen who is really depressed because she is always having her eggs stolen and she really really wants to have a baby mm. but they're always stealing her eggs god that's so sad it really is jesus christ let's not think too deeply about that so um not not right now not on this podcast in this moment but <laughs> basically she's like i'm going to run away and have my baby so she runs away and i really remember her running through the woods i mean for that makes a while sense. and eventually based on the cover just so you know she does have her baby Oh, God, I'm getting emotional. Let's move on. What's your <laughs> book? <laughs> um, okay, the book I picked is If You Find Me by Emily Murdoch, which I don't know if I've ever talked about this book on the podcast, but it's a book I read also in 2015. I remember it. I remember it back to the, the same the same living room. Um, mm. But it was such a good and fascinating book. It's basically about this teenage girl who has a younger sister who's quite a lot younger than her, if I remember correctly. And um, 10 years prior, their mom, like kidnapped them and like furrowed them away in the woods so basically they've oh, lived in yeah. the woods pretty much their entire life and in this like really weird living situation and then the book kind of takes off when um mm. they get discovered out there and their lives kind of 
turn get turned upside down but it's yeah a lot of it is set in the woods because they just live out in the woods um so yeah spooky but very good book okay the final one and yes this is like kind of a marriageable character but kind of not because you can invite him to be a roommate so i decided to include him uh krobus (laughs) my favorite little guy krobus a book by a reclusive author I chose True Grit by Charles Portis, Mm. one of my favorite reads of the year, perhaps my favorite read of the year. You'll find that out in our final episode of the year. But I'm obsessed with this book, and the author was quite reclusive. He wrote a handful of books in his time, but he really, like, didn't do a lot of interviews, never went... He was not, like, the type of author who would have an Instagram or, like, you know, that, like, is public-facing. Very was, like, I'm writing my books. I'll publish them. I hope you like them. Uh, I'll respect, but I want to be left alone Mm. and... uh, yeah, it was very kind of reclusive. There you go. Well, I decided to go with The Catcher in the Rye because oh, um, J.D. Yeah. Salinger was also uh, a recluse. And Totes. apparently, like, after, specifically after Catcher in the Rye came out, he, like, went hardcore into being like, no, yeah. I don't want to talk to anyone because like, the book was so big that it, I yeah. think it probably overwhelmed him a bit. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was interesting. So, yeah. Well, that's the time. That was a lot of fun, Raylene. Thank you so much for putting that together because I had actually had a lot of fun uh, picking all these books. Yay. We really hope that you guys enjoyed the tag and our just deep, deep discussion on a clockwork. That was, uh, we've never talked about a book quite as much as we talked about <laughs> no, a clockwork. I don't think we have. Uh, yet again, if you want to participate in our reader survey, it's linked down below. We'd love for you to make your voice heard so that we know like, what the community is reading. Yes. And we will talk to you in our next episode. <laughs> Bye. Bye.